What's better than this? Nothing. Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday episode of the show. Chris has got his palms up to the air because I didn't acknowledge him because he literally just yeah, said, he just hey, got I'm going to be doing yeah, all I'm this out on other this show. stuff. If you need me, do a rain dance, and then maybe I'll acknowledge you. So I'm sorry that I didn't mention your name there uh, at the top. First of all, that's two shows in a row that I've just apparently not been here for, even though I've been here producing behind the scenes. Just because I don't talk on the show doesn't mean I'm not doing anything on the show. And, and second of all, all I said was, I'm getting some other stuff ready because we're recording the show before our Monday live stream. So I just said, if you need me, just say my name, but I'm here just if working on other stuff. If you need me, call so, me. Kyle's, Kyle's no in a mood. No matter where you are. Oh, you've put me in a mood. So this, the next 35 minutes plus of audio is going to be just, just electric. Just call my name. I'll be there in a hurry. Go What's ahead, up, Joe. No, you hi. don't have to worry. Because, baby, there ain't, ain't no, no mountain high enough. There you go. All right. Well, listen. Remember welcome the to the new year. Welcome to the new year. The legal tampering period is open for free agency. And things got weird today. A little slow to start. But momentum picked up throughout the course of the day. We're recording this at approximately 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we are reacting to everything that has happened to this point in time and anything that happens between now and when we log off to go do the live stream at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, Joe, biggest takeaway. I know we have the Ravens doomsday, doomsday scenario has materialized in free agency. Mm-hmm. We have Bill Belichick's last stand. We have uh, the stagnant running back or stagnant wide receiver market. Uh, we have the edge defenders flying off like hotcakes. Where do you want to start? I want to start with the Patriots. Um, everyone's kind of, I think, wide-eyed over all these moves that they made. First of all, we have to acknowledge that the Patriots entered free agency with the second most amount of cap space in the NFL, right at about $70 million. This was also a bad roster. They had to go out and get better and plug holes. So you have need, you have cap space, you have a lot of moves. But Kyle, I think when you look at this inventory of moves, John U. Smith, Devon Godchow, Matt Judon, Justin Bethel, Jalen Mills, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Mike Tanier said it best. He said the Patriots are paying top of market prices for players coming off their best seasons to play major roles. That's the opposite of how it's done. Today is a disaster for them that's being reported as a triumph, and I could not agree more. Well, this is the polar opposite of everything the New England Patriots have been under Bill Belichick's regime for quite some time, right? And uh, all the jokes of, oh, I wonder what the uh, the Patriots – stimulus check was that they got in the mail. Uh, I'd venture to say it was probably somewhere between seven and $900, but um, probably I digress. That's a seven and nine joke for the Patriots. Um, New England has come out swinging. I, I saw they had approximately over the last four or five years, it was $350 million in commitments in free agency over the last four or five years combined. They had, and this was before they signed Nelson Aguilar. This was before they signed Justin Bethel. This was before they signed 
Uh, who's the other wide receiver that they Kendrick just, Bourne. Kendrick Bourne, who got like 20-something million dollars in Three commitments. Three years, 22 and a half. They were up – they were like one-third of the way to their previous five years spending combined <laughs> on day one of free agency. Go ahead, Chris. Can I make it worse? Yes. I have the tweet. It was from Warren Sharp. It was the prior 10 years that they spent $350 million. They, they, in the first three hours of 2021, when this tweet was put out there, it was 146. And you're correct. That is before Nelson Aguilar. That is before Kendrick Bourne. So that number is going. Say it again. Say the whole, just give me the whole thing one more time. Bill Belichick spending in free agency the prior 10 years. $359.8 million. The first three hours of the 2021 league tampering window was $146 million. And that's before the moves they've made within the last 45 minutes or so, which is Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. So that number is probably closer to 160, 170 at this point. Bill Belichick's last stand is here, guys. That's what I take away from this. This was, Joe, as you said, this roster was not good. We knew this roster was not good. This, to me, is all the chips in the middle of the table. We're going to get the best players that we feel like fit what we're trying to do. And we are going out in a blaze of glory. And we're going to try our damnedest for the next year, two years, whatever it is. But we are in the end game now to borrow from Avengers uh, for the Bill Belichick era. And, Joe, like you said uh, – Many are applauding this spending spree, but you look at the look at the types of players, and, and you're almost just playing with lottery tickets to see some of these guys have to boom big, and some of them, I'm sure, will boom big for New England. But the ca- the the dollar commitments and the spending to bring these caliber of players in is really eye opening and against the grain for what they have always been. You said something to me a week or two ago about Belichick and wanting to chase that all-time wins record. And he's 48 behind Don Shula? Mm, I think it's 36. Okay. Somewhat reachable, but you're going to have to win like nine or ten games a year to get that done. In four years. Yeah, I, I sort of feel like the more I chew on what you said there, and I, and I see these moves, this is very much like, yeah, we're not going to like do a responsible rebuild here. We're just going to blitz this thing, bring in as much talent as we can, and uh, <laughs> see, if, see if Bill can, can chase this record. Because at this point, as Tom Brady has went to Tampa Bay and had the success that he had this past year, and you're seeing Tampa Bay do some New England-esque things this offseason, the only thing that, that Belichick can do at this point to really, you know, put his flag in the ground and, and cement his legacy is to go after this wins record. Or else this is just going to be about Tom Brady and what he did in the twilight of his career while Belichick fell on his face in New England. Because let's be honest, Tampa Bay, they brought everybody back. Yes. They, they had the Shaq Barrett contract that came through right at the open of free agency the first few minutes – and it's $18 million per year, and lo and behold, his cap hit for 2021 is $5.6 million. Like, yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. Of course that cap distribution allows you to sign Rob Gronkowski this afternoon on a one-year $10 million contract to come back and play again. 
on top of Godwin under the franchise tag. Like they're they're losing in Dominican Sue, Leonard Fournette, and Antonio Brown. Whoopty frickin' do. Yeah, who cares? You might bring those guys back. Right. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, kind of a tale of, you know, I, I think the end of both, Joe, that's a great point in transition, the Tom Brady era of the NFL and the Bill Belichick reign in New England, um, very much different tones, very much different approaches entering the 2021 league calendar year. And you can tell who has the pressure on. And it ain't Tom in Tampa Bay. (laughs) It is not Tom in Tampa Bay. If you like a little bit of pressure yourself, getting in on the sports betting action, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA college basketball, March Madness, hello, and the NHL are all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on just about everything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets Plus, it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts promo code locked on. So, Joe, everybody found traction except wide receivers. Yeah. The you top of the just- wide receiver market is, is this a byproduct of the depth of the draft class this year? not wanting to spend. I had seen in, in the buildup to free agency, at least one receiver had said in a report uh, that he, he doesn't care really about the financials of 2021. It's more, we're playing on a one-year deal and then we're going to reset when, when the cap resets next year. Is that at play here? Like what, what the hell is going on with these wide receivers? Cause everybody else has no problem finding money to spend. You kind of wonder, I mean, I feel like the edge market has very much exploded in a way, which I'm sure we'll get to. But when you think about this wide receiver thing, it's almost like they're, they're all staring at each other. Like who's going to go first, you know, what's this baseline really going to be. And, and you really start to raise your eyebrows when you look at the two deals that the Patriots gave out, you know, Nelson Aguilar, two years, 26 million, which is the same deal. The Raiders gave Yannick Ngakwe. And then Kendrick Bourne, three years, $22.5 million. insane. It makes you really wonder. I mean, if you're Corey Davis out there, maybe some people thought Corey Davis was 12, 13 a year or something like that. Heck, no, he's not. He's more than that. Curtis Samuel, more than that. Kenny Galladay, right? Like, monster well, deals are coming. And that was my expectation. That's, I, I wonder if teams that are in the market were hoping that they'd have got a deal struck first, if that was the deal. That's, it's almost like uh, – the deal that Aquara got from Detroit in the pass rush market. Well, it's like, well, if he's getting 13, then some yeah. of these other dudes, you know, you know, they're going to point to that and say, Hey, Aquara got this and Aquara is a fine football player, but I deserve more than he has from a production standpoint and a resume standpoint. And Matt Judon signing in new England is a good example of that, right? Where he ended up settling, I think 16 million over four years, uh, four years, 62 million, I believe. For not Judon? Yeah. Four years, 56. 56. Not Draft a math. Do math. Draft dudes do math. There you go. Um, so you got Juju Smith-Schuster. You got Kenny Galladay. You got Corey Davis like you talked about. You got Curtis Samuel like you talked about. I yeah. was expecting Curtis Samuel to be a $10, 11000000 million a year guy. Same thing for Corey Davis. 
Juju Smith-Schuster was probably a 13 to 15 year a year guy. <laughs> and Kenny Galladay was, I don't think he was going to break 20, but he was probably 16 to 18. Yeah, closer. Yeah. And like, just slide everybody up a scale now. Because if Nelson Aguilar, freaking Nelson Aguilar got a two-year, $26 million contract, he's in, in the pecking order. And, and I think Nelson Aguilar is like, would have been a really attractive tier two wide receiver to sign. But not when he's the first big name, yeah. and that's the kind of money that he brings. These teams are probably saying, yeah, well, we were going to do that, but we like these players in the draft. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, this is just the wide receiver thing has really caught me by surprise. And, and maybe these deals will come out and they won't be as big as we think, but I don't know how you look at Aguilar and Bourne and not assume – massive money is coming for these guys. So let's talk about the edge rushers because you mentioned the edge rushers and then we got to get the offensive line because Joe Thune lands a five-year $80 million contract with the Kansas City freaking Chiefs. Now what was fun with that, Joe, is we've been updating the draft needs throughout the day as necessary with free agent signings. I didn't move into your offensive line down for the Chiefs at all. You still got two more spots that you got to take care of there on the inside. <laughs> or one more spot with Duvernay right. Tardy. If you need, you, know, you need a center. Um, so from the edge class, Judon has signed. Melvin Ingram's still out there. Bud Dupree's still out there. Shaq Barrett's signed. Yannick Ngakwe has signed for a really reasonable rate when you consider the ceiling of Yannick Ngakwe as a pass rusher. And I like that fit in Las Vegas a lot. So you like fits. You like who's still out there what you got Carl Lawson still out there as well. Yeah. You know, I, I think in Gakwe's a, a fascinating study to look at because I mean, this guy was productive for Jacksonville and then we were just waiting for either Jacksonville to pay him or trade him for something significant. Well, they didn't trade him for anything significant. He goes to Minnesota lasts a few weeks, right? Gets shipped to Baltimore for a three and five. And then he hits the open market and it's two years, $26 million. I mean, Leonard Floyd got four years, 64. You know what I mean? Like that was the one they, I was thinking of when I, when with, I did Judon, the other con. Yeah. yeah. So I'm the ass. It's fine, but it's fine. It was, doesn't it make you think head. like maybe there is a discrepancy between the way maybe media the and fans perceiving Gakwe versus the league. Yeah. He doesn't play the run. He's a designated pass rusher. And like, that's, that's plenty valuable, but like, and it's one of those ones where, Joe, we say this a lot, and, and the feedback that at least I get, and you can tell me if you get the same thing, is it's like, this, this guy's not going to be a, feet, a fit for certain kinds of defensive systems. And the, the, the line I always get back is, well, then you need to fix your defensive system if you can't accommodate this guy. But you think about Yannick Ngakwe and, and his stature and his style of play, his slasher style. You ask him to engage blocks on the edge, what kind of results are you going to get? You're not going to get consistent early down. If teams run directly at Yannick Ngakwe, they're going to find gap control and they're going to find room to run. So I think that does hurt his value a little bit, but because we on the outside so often just point to sack numbers and say, oh, this guy's a dude. Look how many sacks he had last year. Yannick Ngakwe constantly jumps off the screen at us. Yeah, so it's a good way to put it. I mean, you you have to check all the boxes. If you want all the money, you got to check all the boxes. And 
that definitely played into that. But I mean, dude, when I saw the Leonard Floyd money, I was a little surprised. Like, I mean, it's I know rich. he had 10 sacks last year, but dude, like that's serious money for him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, I would like Samson Ekibon, two years, 12 million. It's a great Dwayne Smoot. It's a, it's a phenomenal signing. Dwayne Smoot. What did he get? He got like two, two years, year 14. 14. That looks real attractive to me compared to Floyd. 16. For, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it does. You know what my favorite deal of the day has been so far? No, but I have a feeling you're going to tell us right I'm now. Gonna, I'm going to do it. John Johnson. Signed with the, with the Cleveland Browns. Three and years. They got him for a steal too. Thirty-three million. Yeah, dude. One of the best young safeties in the game for eleven million a season. I mean, all the other guys were getting like fourteen, right? Like Eddie Jackson, Buda Baker. You know, Simmons. We don't know yet, but on the tag, I mean, we assumed he would probably get like sixteen. Reset the market. He's going to reset the market. Yeah. Johnson, three years, thirty-three. So like. I think that's a steal for Cleveland. And you look at the situation now with Ronnie Harrison, they've got Grant Delpit coming back. You've got a lot of fun possibilities there in sub with those players. And I just thought that was the best value. I mean, young player coming off his rookie deal has a resume of consistency and Cleveland. I mean, I was thinking about Trayvon Morig for Cleveland in the first round. Obviously that shifts away from that but i mean i just feel like that was the best deal today breaking news here on the podcast oh i see this breaking news i don't so jacksonville jaguars another splash signing joe big time dipping into the ohio state pipeline here we go carlos high two years six million (laughs) hey listen two years six million for carlos hyde i enjoyed that Kyle. can we do more of that on the show today? yes absolutely i like Um, that better than the aaron jones deal Listen, let's not get dumb because that's a bad take. And we're not that's not a bad take. Cleveland should never play base defense. With these three linebackers, all three should always be on the field. Do you agree with that? You mean three safeties? That yeah, three with these with these three safeties, all three should always be on the field. You should never play base defense with like three linebackers on the field. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that becomes a little challenging uh, against Baltimore. Well, they're going to have to go out and get some brick houses to play on yep. the inside and replace Larry Ogunjobi and get a pass rusher opposite Miles Garrett. Right, but if you're th- – here's what I like, right? You're, you're Cleveland, right? You are a game away from the AFC Championship game. You have to f- measure yourselves against, okay, what's it going to take to – get up there with the Chiefs. What's it going to take to take out Buffalo in the playoffs? Baltimore, those types of teams, right? This is, the, this is where they're at. And I think being able to have that versatility in sub against, you know, at least from the Chiefs and Bills perspective, really kind of spread offenses that challenge you with a lot in terms of spacing vertically and horizontally, I think that's a good forward-thinking move. You know what else is a good forward-thinking move? Visiting rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs. Rockauto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for your classic or daily driver, 
you looking for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, even new carpet. RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs. And right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And while we are on the subject of all-star brands, with the Locked On Network, we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the face of the planet for quite some time now. Built Bar is an amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best thanks to the Built Bar Madness Tournament. Things are getting weird with some of these matchups, Joe. If you That's been keep- really fun. If you want to keep tabs, you want to have your voice heard, you can go to BuiltBar.com or visit Built underscore Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won all of the matchups throughout the course of Built Bar's Built Bar Madness Tournament to find out which is the best tasting protein bar of the best tasting protein bars. Joe, there's something else afoot with free agency and the opening of the league calendar year. What you got? Daniel Hunter has reportedly requested a trade from the Minnesota Vikings. He no longer wants to be an old man on the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to need a new man on the Minnesota Vikings to replace him. They are to, to take his place. The good news is you could return – a pretty penny for Daniil Hunter if you were to trade him. So, Joe, we talked briefly this afternoon about this when it happened as far as what Daniil Hunter would be worth on the trade market. And you looked at his contract. What did you find? It's very good. I mean, you're only going to be paying him basically $12 million a season over the next three years if you bring him in, assuming that you don't have to agree to a new contract to get that trade done. There, there is a big elephant in the room, though, with him that I overlooked initially. It's, it's This guy is coming off of a cervical spine disc herniation that required surgery. I'm not a, I'm not a math guy. I'm definitely not a doctor. It seems a little bit concerning to me. Yes. It's, Cerv- it's- cervical spine surgery? Yeah. It's um anytime it's spinal, right? It's it's scary as hell. So right. that those those medicals will be very important. Um but if he's healthy, the name that we invoked in our conversation was the compensation on a level of the Khalil Mack trade as far as how good of a football player he is, financially speaking, how cheap is not the right word, but friendly. you'll pay him less money over the next three seasons than what Yannick Ngakwe is going to, all, to average for a much more complete player and a more productive player. In a five-year stretch, yeah. he had 54 and a half sacks. 
Daniel Hunter did. A freak athlete of a pass rusher. Price point is friendly from a cap perspective. There's a lot to like. And there's going to be, if you're a playoff contender, you should probably be having a conversation about having some doctors check out Daniel Hunter. For sure. And that's, that's the big thing. I mean, if we operate under the assumption that he's good to go, I mean, this is multiple first-round picks that you're trading to get him. But like you said, if you're a playoff contender, you're going to be picking in the back, you know, 10, 12 picks of the first round, you ain't going to get Daniel Hunter there. So I, I feel like that would be a wise move, especially, especially when you see what's happening with this edge market, you know, these, what these guys are commanding. It sure seems attractive to me to go get a, a Daniel Hunter. But, but Kyle, you know, look, if you're a team picking in the back half of the first round and you want to move up the board, you got to check out TDN Premium. Head on oh, over to draftnetwork.com. We've got trades for you in the mock draft machine that you can move up and down the order. You get offered trades all the time to move up and down. All the time. You got the all the time. I can't tell you the last time I got the first round without the phone oh, yeah, ringing off the hook. But but that's fun. A lot of times I take those trades. So uh, you got that. You get the premium Slack channel where there's hundreds of football fans talking ball all day, every day, including the TDN staff, and of course, our trait-by-trait scouting reports. Check out TDN Premium, $10 a month or 30 bucks for the entire year over at thedraftnetwork.com. So, Kyle. Joseph. We got to talk a little bit about this Joe Tooney deal. I know you kind of briefly yeah. mentioned it. Yeah. Five years, $80 million. I can hear you in my head already. That's a lot of money for a guard. Well, That's it's an awesome player. It's, it's in fact exactly what fit. Joe tweeted about said thing. He tweeted, that's a lot for a guard. He literally said no, that word didn't. for word. Yeah, he did. The, the, the tweet was, awesome player, awesome fit, but damn, that's a lot of money for a guard. Oh. So great job, Kyle. We've been doing this for a while, huh? Yeah. Kyle knew exactly what I was going to say because <laughs> I already said it. <laughs> I know you're glued to my tweets all day long, Kyle. I'm sure you're yeah. notifications, Push notifications right? and Boom. everything, yes. Every time. Do you have so, any fact or fiction? No, just tell us the true or false. Kyle Krabs has people on push notifications on Twitter. Do you have any? Correct. I do. Yes. I Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter. Yeah. Same two. The only two I got. When you work in the business, yeah, you got to know. When you got to know, right. you got to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, for an example, while we were recording, the push notification came through from Schefter. For those scoring at home, in the past 24 hours, Drew Rosenhaus has negotiated 10 contracts for a value of over $250 million. Not a bad day at the office for Drew. Yeah, he's been killing it for a long time. So anyway, this Joe Thune contract. I think we'd do a disservice to not give it a little bit of attention here. Uh, kudos to Kansas City for understanding that their offensive line needed to complete overhaul. It will look dramatically different. Uh, you'll probably have four new starters on that group, which may be an ambitious number. And you're hoping Lucas Nang, who you drafted, can be one of those players. But if you were looking for a glue on the left side of your line, you found it. I would expect they'll probably draft one or two guys, 
offensive linemen to contend to start. And if you can get two guys on rookie contracts and, and you're picking late in the rounds because you're a successful team, you know, that, that's going to be an easy pill to swallow from an economic standpoint. So this feels pretty cut and dry for Kansas city. I'm, I'm probably looking, if I'm trusting Lucas Nyang to start at right tackle, and I don't know where their head's at, they may not. But if you're trusting him to start, you got Joe Thune. I would like to try to find a center to sign, whether that's Ted Karras or David Andrews or somebody else, Nick Martin, so that you don't have to potentially start two rookies side-by-side next to each other on your offensive line. And then go draft a tackle and draft a guard and call it a day. So let me ask you this. Would you rather have seen them spread that money out a little bit and have gotten multiple players to bring into the mix or you're comfortable with all of that going to one guard? Well, I could sit here and lie and tell you that (laughs) it'd be better to spread that money out. But my team sat here and signed a punter and Vince Beagle on a one-year deal today, and it sucked. So, and your team, I don't think signed anybody, did they? Yeah, I. So, I'm, yeah, I'm good with that, though. Yeah, I know. Um, in a perfect world, and I know it's it's very easy to declare winners and losers based off of the household names that you bring into your program, but. For interior offensive lineman play, I mean, you got to remember, you're, you're talking to somebody who would advocate trading away from Penny Sewell because the sum of five offensive yeah. linemen is more important than just one presence, whether it's an inside guy or an outside guy. So, yeah, ideally, but you have to ask yourself, how many other offensive linemen on the free agent market are you comfortable signing and asking to be that staple for a unit that is effectively completely brand new? Because you were gonna you were gonna pay that much money yeah. or more for maybe not Brandon Scherf if you were to acquire him, but Trent Williams, you were gonna surpass that number, right? Maybe you don't think Trent Williams would have taken five years eighty from the Chiefs? No, I'm saying you would you would pay equal money. Sure, yeah, but at least you get a tackle. Yeah, but he's also four years older. So, you know, you, you start <laughs> to play that game a little bit. And it's like, okay, would, we, would you rather pay Joe Thune that dollar amount or would you rather pay Corey Lindsley to play center and pay him what he got, which was like $11.5 per season? Yeah. Well, they made a good move. They needed, to, they needed help there. I just think it's a fair to bring up the question, like when you have a limited amount of space, would you like to kind of spread that out and help yourself in more positions? But – you so know, here's the, let's play the game real quick and then we'll close the show. Cause I know we got to run. I'm going to read through some offensive lineman names. And I want you to tell me whether or not you would want this player starting on your team as an offensive lineman as a starting five. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, Joe Thune. Yes or no? Yeah. Russell Okun. Yes or no? No. Trent Williams. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. So we covered our bases through kind of the, the top shelf guys. Uh, Eric Fisher doesn't count. He already got cut by the Chiefs. He ain't coming back. Kevin Zeitler signed this morning before things open with Baltimore. He doesn't count. Mitchell Schwartz cut by the Chiefs. He doesn't count. Trey Turner, yes or no? Yeah. You could make a case for it, right? Yeah, he's not going to cost back, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Marquise Pouncey retired. Gabe Jackson. Yeah. Nick Martin. 
Yeah. Alex Mack. Yeah. Riley Reef. Yeah. Corey Lindsley. Yeah. Mike Townsley retired. Bobby Massey. No. Richie Incognito. Too much He's variation. 30, 38 years no. old. Yeah. yeah, no. Nick Easton. No. Ricky Wagner. No. This has taken a turn, hasn't it? You got Alejandro Villanueva tucked in here, so he counts, yeah. so that's good. But you get down, and it's like, okay, you can find some mid-level centers and David Andrews and Ted Karras and Joe Haig was, is out there and Joe Dahl was cut by the Lions today. But, like, that's it. That was your strike zone. And I know we did that when we went through kind of the, the free agent class and the offensive line. If you wanted a starter to work with, you probably had a strike zone of 10 to 15 guys across the entire league. And that was it. And then, then you're on the fringes of getting what you need. So I don't hate this move from Kansas City on that front, Joe. So give me Matt Filer, David Andrews, Alejandro Villanueva, and Trey Turner for 60% of what they gave Tony. First of all, you got to convince all of them to come. Just what happens if you get a new bidding war? Then you're going to kick it down. I'm outlining to the next a guy. course for you. I'm outlining okay. a course. Okay. Well, I'm going to outline a course for us to get the hell out of here. We're done for the day. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Uh, we've only just begun this week, so make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast. You can follow along on live streams Mondays and Thursdays, 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on the YouTube channel. Check it out, Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks as always for listening to the DraftKings Podcast. Cheers.